Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Yep, indeed. It's another edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel, and Cap is with me as usual. Growing in Grace, you know, Cap, I this whole idea, this whole thing about growing in grace, I just, you know, something hit me the other day, and I know we've talked about this and in, in the past in various degrees, and I've thought about this in the past, but it just, it just hit me. It was one of those things where it's one of those things that I knew, but it just struck me that growing in grace, where, where Peter said grow in grace, and I just got this picture of fertile ground, so, you know, soil that a plant is planted in, that being the, you know, the fertile soil, that being the, the grace that we're planted in, plant in order to grow. And, and Psalm 9, I think it's Psalm, oh, I forgot now, 92 or 82, one of those talks about how a, a plant that's, you know, those who are planted in the house of God, they shall flourish. They shall be fresh and flourishing. And I think about that. That's what growing in grace will do. If we if we root ourselves in the grace of God, you know, I, I see it in two different ways: growing in our knowledge and understanding of Christ and of His grace, and 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 again, planting ourselves in the grace of God and growing in that. And uh, you know, that's kind of what we do here on our program. And uh, we'll spend some more time doing that this week. Yeah, because usually when, when people think of, uh, growing when it comes to spiritual things or, you know, growing in your Christianity, it usually comes back to something about how I'm performing better or how I'm, uh, now walking the walk better. I, I, I used to have people that would ask me over lunch, you know, uh, Christian brothers, uh, and they would say, how's your walk? How's your walk? You know, and, and really the implication there is that it was really, it was, all, all the responsibility was sort of falling back on me again, you know, when somebody would ask a question like that. So growing uh, based on performance is how a lot of people will think when they hear that word grow. Uh, what you're talking about is quite different, though. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, indeed it is. It's because our, our life and our growth in Christ isn't about performance. I mean, it, it's not. It, I mean, it's. There will definitely be, as we grow in grace and as we understand God's love and his grace more and more, I I think there's going to be a change in the things that we do. But that doesn't mean that growth means means a cha- uh, you know that we're performing better. Oh, we're just struggling and striving to perform better for God. But rather, it's growing in 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 the uh, understanding of the nature that we now have in Christ. And you know because we don't get that nature, we don't get any more of that nature. <laughs> we, you know, you, you don't a tree doesn't become any more of a tree. It's a tree, and. Uh, a tree simply develops and, and bears fruit based upon what it already is. And so we grow in our understanding of, of what we already are. And and I think the fruit that comes out of that, again, isn't our performance, but it's God's work in us as we grow in grace. And so I think there is a huge difference between what a lot of the church teaches about growth and what you and I are talking about here. And, you know, it's up to the listener, of course, to decide what... what uh, what they think is right or wrong, and and we'll uh, we'll do, we're just talking this stuff out. Well, but you make an interesting point. Um, a tree is a tree. 
uh, no matter how much it grows, it's still going to be a tree. But a, a lot of people have have this concept that we were more like a thorn bush and we were changed into a tree. Well, that's not really how I see it, mm-hmm. according to the gospel that you and I have been talking about for the past five years or so on this program. I see it more like uh, we were a tree that was dead, and then we became a tree that was made alive. Mm-hmm. It's not like I changed from something into something else. I was just transformed from death to life. Well, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Without the life of Christ... That couldn't have happened, but you're right. We didn't be. We, you know, it's not like we were a uh, a pig and we became a horse. You know, it's or you know. It's, but yeah, we. What do you got against pigs? It's not like we were a horse and became a pig. Okay. <laughs> what do you got against horses? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like yeah. We, we can go round and round on that one, but the beauty of it. <laughs> the beauty Hello. Of it all is Hello. We were dead. Now we are alive, and we're living. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. I got this. Uh, I got this quote. Uh, a friend of um, mine on Facebook and a lot of mutual friends, a lot of our listeners might know of this person, Francois Dutois. That just as we were getting ready to record today, I just happened to be glancing over Facebook and I saw this quote and I thought, "Hey, this will fit kind of what into uh, right into what we're talking about." He says, "We are not qualified to be forgiven by the degree of our remorse." That is worth spending some time on, but uh, we're not qualified to be forgiven by the degree of our remorse or the acts of our restitution. God declares mankind forgiven and innocent based solely upon the obedience of Christ and his one act of righteousness. Once we realize this, his love energizes us to live a life that exhibits the divine nature. I just, I love that. It's his life in us that energizes us to live a life that exhibits who we are. You know, the Bible says that we have become partakers of the divine nature. And again, it's not how, it's not the degree that we have remorse over the bad things we've done. It's not how well we've performed. It's not how well we've you know, done acts to uh, acts of restitution, nothing like that. But it's all based upon the obedience of Christ, his one act of righteousness. And and uh, from that, our life and and this 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 fresh and flourishing life that we can have in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's it's the life that made us alive. And it's the life in us also that enables us to exhibit the divine nature that that is ours. Yeah, his life in us. And that is so huge, what, what you were reading there at the beginning of that quote, Joel, and, and, and you just referred back to it again, but I, I think it's worth spending just a little more time on because this is, this is huge. Uh, so many believers today, and probably yesterday for that matter, uh, so many believers connect forgiveness from God to the degree that they're sorry for what they've done wrong. Mm-hmm. That is that is erroneous to relate to God in that way, because how many times throughout the years, Joel, especially before you and I began to to grow in our understanding of grace, you know, go back fifteen or twenty years or more, and uh, remember the times where you were just so frustrated and 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 wanted to repent from the evil things that you did, and, and you were just so sorry for it, and so you went to God and, and you and you would. Uh, communicate with God about how sorry you were for that. 
And, and of course, you were sincere, and, and because of that sincerity and, and, and your feeling of sorrow, you felt like somehow God would exchange forgiveness for that. It was like there was this exchange that would take place based on your sorrow. You may have even seen it in a court of law today in this country, where um, if somebody doesn't show remorse, they seem to get a harsher punishment. Sometimes the judge will hand that down. And so we relate to God in the same way. And, and it, 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 the difference is, it's the difference between night and day. That kind of, of forgiveness, that, that kind of leniency that comes from the judge, uh, based on sorrow, uh, or, or even effort to, to try to do better. That's not how God's forgiveness is, is brought into our lives. And, and that's a, a great thing to point out. I'm glad you did because, I don't think we really stop to think about that very often. Yeah, and and it struck it really struck me too. And and uh, I I like what there was a, there was a comment that followed this. Um, somebody says, "If God forgave us uh, to the degree of our remorse, I would like to know how He measures that and with what a remorse meter or a remorse meter." <laughs> kind of joking around there, and he says, "I see my I see earthly parents whose love for their children is not based on their performance." But on the fact that they are their children, and that's that is is what it's all about. We've become God's children. It's sorrow, you know, to be sorry for what we've done. That's all right, you know. We can. It's like you said. It's it can be a it can be a natural response to the things we've done. I feel sorry for the things I've done. I I don't like what I've done, and and na- it's natural to feel sorrow. But our forgiveness from God has nothing to do. With the degree that we feel sorrow, I remember times even trying to when I didn't feel so, I didn't necessarily feel sorry, and I felt bad for not feeling sorry for the things that I'd done, and I thought, and and I felt less forgiven because I thought that only if I, you know, again, if if I could just feel more sorry for the things that I'd done, I would, I, I had a better sense of being forgiven. But again, it has nothing to do with that. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we took some time with that because I think that, that in and of itself, you know, can help some people. It, it's just, it's, it's solely based, based upon the blood of Jesus. Our sorrow can't match that. Yeah, because the problem with that kind of thinking, being sorry enough to be forgiven, uh, the problem with that is now we, we've almost turned this inside out again. It's erroneous. It's almost as if we reconciled ourselves to God. When the Bible tells us in Second Corinthians that God has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, not us, the, not the other way around. And uh, I, I think that's important to point out. And and reconciled, that's one of those words, like if you're, if you're a Seinfeld fan, uh, Ben, you might say, reconciled. That's a funny word. <laughs> um, well, reconciled, uh, let, let me just punch this up here, Joel, because I think I've got a definition on it. i gotta, I got to click on my computer here and, and get to it, but uh, uh, here we go. All right. Uh, to change or exchange, to return to favor, to return to favor with, uh, to be reconciled to one, to, to receive one into favor. And um, another definition of reconcile can be to transform, uh, which is simply, uh, I read one definition of transform. It says to cause to undergo genetic transformation or to change in character or condition 
And the, the interesting thing about this verse about reconciliation is in uh, 2 Corinthians 5.18. The verse before that, Joel, is our famous uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it describes us being made brand new. Again, we didn't change from a thorn bush into a blossoming tree. We just changed from a dead tree into a live one. And that's kind of what that passage is talking about, us becoming the righteousness of God in him. Yeah, and that's wonderful. That that whole thing uh, about reconciliation, what what you just said about that, and then and then getting back to your point, the reason you brought that up was that it was God who did that. It's God who reconciled us to himself. And so if it's my sorrow, if it's the degree of, of how bad I feel, even my degree of confession, of confessing my sin, <laughs> even if it's based upon that, then that means that I somehow have reconciled myself to God, but it's all about him. And so maybe that's a, a good place to end. We actually, we didn't really get to what we were going to talk about, but that's good. It, I think this really does serve to lead us up to what we're, we were going to talk about. And so that's good. We'll talk about next week here on Growing in Grace. We'll move on to talking about this this divine nature that we've become partakers of, this new creation that we are, this whole idea about the fact that it was not based upon us, but based upon God that we've been forgiven, that we've been redeemed, that we've been made righteous. And once realizing this, letting it be about his love that energizes us to live that life that exhibits the divine nature so uh, we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace I hope you'll join us see you then this has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week access hundreds of past programs visit graceroots.org share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace